everybody, welcome to the Giant Man Banquet Podcast. <laughs> this is a special one for all you tall people out there like myself. Of course, that's a joke. I'm here with lead trainer, Jeffrey Tutal Clark. What's up, man? Hey, Ryan. Uh, thanks for having me today. Yeah, brother. So uh, just to let everybody know, uh, Jeff and I were really hitting, hitting the drinks hard today. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my water and Jeff, Jeff, show them what you've got. Show them what you've got. got a, uh, mostly empty baby bottle. For me. <laughs> How old is your baby right now? Uh, he's three and a half months, I think. That's yeah. So three and a half awesome, months. Man. So basically you're getting a lot of sleep and uh, loving life right now. That's great, man. <laughs> it's not okay. So kind of hinted at this before, but today we're going to be talking about some of the challenges that tall people have when doing skill work. Now, um, I'm not very tall. I mean, compared to you, I'm not very tall. Uh, I'm 5'9", a little taller if I stand up straight. But how tall are you, Jeff? I'm uh, six foot four, so pretty tall. Pretty tall, yeah, man. So Qualified to talk about this. Definitely, definitely. And what we're going to do, uh, mainly Jeff, is going to share his experiences with us, and we're going to talk about some ways that are going to make your training a little bit easier on yourself uh, if you do happen to be tall. Now, I do want to say that you don't have to be a tall person to listen to this one. <laughs> There's a lot of good advice uh, that's going to be applicable to everyone listening. So uh, let's go ahead and just kind of get into it. Uh, first off, this is a question that we receive sometimes, right? So uh, Jeff, you work you know, on GMB staff and work in support, you're answering emails. And so what is one of your favorite questions regarding people being tall that you get um, on the, on the emails? Yeah. The, the two I'd say we get the most of, uh, you know, I'm too tall. Can I still do a deep squat and, uh, why are pull-ups impossible? <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a lot of, uh, experience with, uh, pull-ups yeah. Uh, and, and we can get into do, that now or later if you want to, you want to do yeah, that now? Talk about it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. in 2002, when I was uh, 19, I joined the Marine Corps. And, uh, before that I hadn't done any real strength training. I was really active, but it was all, um, like endurance kind of stuff. Okay. So I could run, I could hike, um, you know, you put a pack on me and I can go forever, but <laughs> wasn't that strong. So, um, you know, I joined the Marine Corps when I joined. Uh, so pull-ups are huge in the Marines. If, if, uh, if you can't do a lot of pull-ups, it kind of says something about your, your worth. And um, when I joined, I couldn't really do any pull-ups. I could do maybe one or two. And uh, these are dead hang pull-ups. So like all the way down, lock out the arm, all okay. the way up, chin clears the bar. And uh, I had about six months to get ready. So during that time, I got, I got up to about four pull-ups. And then uh, went to boot camp and found out that four is not really that great. You need to mm. do like at least 10 well, uh, or more. Um, the minimum's three, but you know, if you're not doing 10, you get looked down on. So uh, struggled through boot camp, got them up to, I think I got nine when I got out. And then over the next four years, I got them pretty high. I got up to like 17. Wow. And uh, one thing I do remember is, you know, doing pull-ups and I'd be straining and struggling and I'd get 10 or 12 or however many I was getting. And then, you know, I'd look over and there'd be somebody next to me who'd be short and he would just bust out 20. Like it was nothing. And I always thought how unfair that was because, <laughs> you know, thinking about our arms, you know, I'm, I, I have to pull, you know, an extra two feet 
and I probably weigh like 30 pounds more. And, and I know that's not super fair because it was the Marine Corps. So everybody's working hard, but, um, <laughs> to me at the time, it seems super unfair. No. And that I, I hear you there. I mean, and it, it makes sense. Like, this is something also to kind of think about. I'm sorry to jump in here, but no. like gymnasts, you know, and you see gymnasts, you don't see tall gymnasts. You just don't. <laughs> and I'm not saying that you have to be short in order to be a gymnast, but there are just certain things that actually make it easier for people to be able to do uh, when they're a bit more compact, if you will. Right. And um, yeah, that, that story uh, in the Marines, and I remember us talking about this um, you know, a while ago. And this is why I actually wanted you to talk about it. And so I just thought that was always interesting. So uh, really having to work hard in order to do those pull-ups. An interesting thing too, I think that you brought up was that you said you had three months to get ready. Um, is that right? Three months, six months, uh, six months, six months. six months. And you went from um, a couple I- to yeah, a couple more and that was it. Right. And the thing of it, this is, it's not like I've got six months, I'm going to be able to do 20 or something like that. I mean, we're talking just a few more and normally that would be great, you know, and that's a really, really good thing. And this is also something I think is really important. Um, you know, when you're in the Marines, I'm assuming you're pretty much do pull-ups almost every day. Is that a good assumption? Yeah. Most, most of the time. Most um, of the time. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Cause I was like super proud going into boot camp. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I got, you know, I, I can do like three or four more now. Right. And, uh, it definitely was not enough, but, um, yeah, pull-ups are big in the Marine Corps. So there's pull-up bars everywhere and, wow. uh, and you do a lot of them. Yeah. But that's really interesting to me because I think that that could actually be, looked at as a success to be perfectly honest um you know going from yeah what you know let's just say even one or two and doubling that i think that's huge and so um i don't know i just wanted to throw that out there because some people listening you know who are struggling being tall and, and not being able to do pull-ups and things like that and thinking that you have to be able to do 10 or 20 or something like that uh no I think, you know, just being able to double it is a huge thing. So you mentioned, you know, longer lever, Mm -hmm. uh, arms, legs, body. What does this mean for you as well when you're working through other uh, movements? Uh, You mentioned the squat. Um, You know, if you can explain why this might be different. So for a person who isn't tall, who doesn't really necessarily have an issue with this, what are some of the things that you're going through that make these difficult for you? Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, one, you're just having to move through a longer or a larger range of motion. You know, if you're doing a pull-up, you have further to pull. If you're squatting, you have further to go down. Um, especially with like something like pull-ups, you know, it's it's a it's a further distance to pull, so you're under tension longer. So it's just going to be harder. Um, also, having a longer lever, you're going to need more force, uh, be able to generate more force to be able to move it or to hold it steady. So like something like a pull-up. You know, you're going to have to generate more force to move that lever. Um, handstand, you're going to need more force to keep it steady. Uh, planches, um, uh, levers, anything where you're having to hold it steady, it's going to be harder uh, the longer the lever is. So, you know, your body, your arms, uh, your legs, all of that. Um, and then not always, but oftentimes if you're taller, you're just going to weigh more. So you're actually having to pull more weight or you're having to to balance more weight. So. There's that as well. 
Yeah. So a couple of things I want to dive into a little bit later, but, you know, handstands, uh, looking at planches and, and all of these really put more stress on the small joints uh, when you're taller and uh, not just making it more difficult in terms of like the actual movement, but actually putting more strain on the body, like you said. So let's kind of go into a little bit about, I don't want to necessarily say injuries, but some cautions, you know, some things that people should be aware of if you are tall. um, You know, what are some of the things maybe the injuries, I know you've had some injuries. Maybe that was related to the fact that you were tall. Maybe it's because, I don't know, you are in the Marine Corps and had to, you know, ruck a lot. I don't know. Uh, could right. you talk a little bit about, yeah. like, some of the injuries and things? Well, yeah, some of my injuries, I'm sure it's a combination of a lot of things, which I think is probably true for everybody. But um, I think it's mostly you can break it down to overuse and, uh, you know, form issues. And there's usually – overlap between the two but i think that's that's pretty good you know there's also like catastrophic injuries and stuff but that's kind of unrelated um overuse injuries would be things that that happen when you're doing too much past your capabilities so uh doing more than your body's ready for um you know we kind of talked about it with the the pull-up bars and in the marines but you know when i was um in the marines i was 19 i was doing pull-ups every day i was doing pull-ups all the time uh multiple times a day and I didn't really know much about training, so I'd just do as many as I could all the time. And it, it worked really well for me then, but I was 19, so my body could handle it. And um, doing that now, I wouldn't be as lucky. You know, I wouldn't be able to get away with that. Um, you can do a lot more when you're younger. You know, your body can recover. So um, some of the other things that you would get with that, like if I was trying to do that now, say, just do max sets of pull-ups all the time. Um, with pull-ups, you get uh, inflammation on the inside of the elbow, uh, golfer's elbow. Uh, it's something we get a lot from people that are doing a lot of pulling exercises or uh, rings work. Um, if you're in martial arts, you know, when you just start and you're, you're doing jujitsu or judo and you're gripping the gi all the time, the, the uniform, uh, that can be an issue there. So anything with like gripping. But uh, another common one would be, like you said, the wrists um, and hand balancing. Um, but also with like locomotion. So uh, things in elements. Um, and since it's overuse, you're thinking about, you know, rushing it, uh, not really paying attention how you're feeling and just doing too much, doing more than you're ready for and not taking the time to adjust to that. Um, with form, I think it would be more like issues with like the low back, the knees and the ankles. And um, this can come into things like uh, if you're doing overhead work, so you have uh, pull-ups where you're overhead or you're doing handstands where your arms are overhead. And if you don't have that shoulder flexibility and you're still trying to do it, you might compensate by overextending the back and then you're putting pressure on your, your extended back and then you might have low back issues. Or if you're squatting um, and you don't have the mobility or the flexibility to get your, your knees over your, your feet, and your knees are caving in, then you might have some issues on like the inside of your knees or your, your ankles might roll over. So you'll have issues on the inside of the ankles, um, things like that. So, uh, practicing with, with proper form is going to, to help with a lot of that. And then, uh, proper programming would help with a lot of those mm-hmm. over, overuse yeah. things. Yeah. 
Now, this is, I mean, of course, applies to everybody out there. And, you know, when you're talking about the hand stand, especially and looking at if you have you know, a shorter range of motion uh, in terms of not having the proper range of motion in your shoulders, obviously, other place in your body is going to need to take up the slack and therefore it's going to have to compensate for that and it could lead to injuries. But I do know in your case, you've had some real issues with your back, uh, crippling, right. you know, uh, injury, if you will, that's actually frustrated you a lot over the years. And I know this because I've worked with you, you know, on your hands and things like that. So right. and we could talk a little bit about that. And you brought up a really great point in the programming side of that. So if you could talk a little bit about your frustration uh, that you've had in uh, specifically for your goals, uh, like with the handstand and how you've actually changed up and cycled your programming in order to uh, match what you needed as being a tall person and looking at the certain things that have happened in your body over time. Right. Yeah. I, I think, uh, well, what you said, you know, these do apply to everybody. These are just things that I've noticed a lot with, with taller people and with myself. Um, the handstand. Yeah. I had a lot of, of back issues and I know a lot of that was uh, not from handstands. It was from uh, prior uh, injuries and just use, wear and tear. But um, I think an important thing is, uh, well, I mean, we could talk about the, uh, the GMB method and, and using that because that's kind of what I would say to, to get through something like this is um, using that assessment and finding what is going on. So for me, uh, some of it was some shoulder flexibility, some of it was some core strength, um, figuring out what that is. So assessing and then, and addressing it. So figuring out what to do to, to, to fix that and then applying that. So taking a step back, uh, from my handstand and working more on my wrists, working on my shoulders, um, working line work and, uh, staying on the wall for longer, things like that. So that I can, I can keep that, uh, that good line and not let my back overextend. Cause that was what was causing me pain. Um, when I'd bail out and my back was in a bad, uh, position, it would just be too much for my back. Then I'd be sore. And, and once I could start to address that, um, you know, a little bit more intelligently instead of just trying to do it, it made a big difference. Oh, that's really good. And again, you know, applicable to everybody who's listening out there. Um, you know, I know there are times where you did get frustrated. Um, oh, yeah. We all, we all get there. So what are some things that you've noticed that you've had to do? And you already hinted at these, you know, maybe giving yourself a little bit more time, but like, like specifically if you're looking at not even just like, um, in your workouts, but like in your daily living, like what are some things that you've maybe had to make adaptions or, you know, again, frustration is what I, what I mentioned before. What are some things that you do and how you have to tweak things in order to make sure that yeah, you just don't want to go and strangle somebody? <laughs> well, that, yeah, that, that frustration is, is real. And, uh, you know, when you're, when you're grinding away at something day after day and, and you're just not seeing progress or you're, you're getting injured or you're, you're going backwards. It's, it's a lot, there's a lot of frustration there. Um, I think first off there's, there's a mindset change that I, I would have to make that, that helped me a lot, uh, especially with skill training. And it's when I was thinking about working towards like a more advanced skill. And then, so having something that was a little bit more advanced, like say the muscle up and then 
that's my goal, but then just setting it aside and not really worrying about that. And then using, you know, the, the method and figuring out what I need to get there and then focusing on that instead. So, and, and I worked on the muscle up with you. Um, I did pull-ups and dips and the transition and I didn't do the muscle up for, I don't know, six weeks, maybe something like that. But then, um, since I wasn't so stressed about that muscle up, it made a big difference in my daily training and I could just focus on what I was doing that day. So working on just my pull-ups, working on my dips, working on my transition. And then one day you're like, okay, next session, I want you to try the muscle up. And then I could, I, I got one. It wasn't pretty, but I got it. And instead of constantly being stressed and trying to just grind through something that I wasn't able to do. So I think that mindset is a big, big part. Um, trust in the process and enjoy the journey basically yeah focus on what's right in front of you yeah cool man yeah absolutely and it just makes it it makes it more enjoyable and that's what we all want we want to be able to enjoy our training so um yeah we'll take it did take a little bit longer in terms of maybe compared to other people i mean to be honest though like i thought it was pretty quick but i mean maybe in your mind it was a little bit longer but i do know that you recommend um people to understand that it might take a little bit longer if you are yeah. taller. Right. Well, especially, yeah. Talking about somebody that's taller um, to do something like say a pull up, you're like I said earlier, you're pulling a further distance. You need to be a little bit stronger than somebody who had shorter arms relatively. And uh, that's going to take time to build up. So not only having that goal and setting it aside, but then also knowing that it's going to be a longer process possibly. I mean, it might not be, but, most cases it's going to be it's going to be a longer journey to get it and being okay with that and knowing it beforehand so that you're not stressed out when your progress seems slower i think that's very important yeah oh that is good i you know something that i never really thought about um because i'm so self-centered you know me (laughs) um and i you know you've brought this up before like being tall, I think actually, cause you and I, and also Rose and Chris is when we we're in California and cause that was really the first time that we all kind of hung out, you know, like outside of work. And what was it like you're talking about, like, like something being so low and I thought it was just normal. And you're just like, Oh my God, this is so low. Maybe it's the sink or something in the hotel. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you know, but like right. the things that, that you have to like think about are just so different from what I think about. And so having you around has also helped me to be able to like kind of expand the way that I'm looking at things um, and learn. So anyway, thank you for doing that. Right. It's not a, it's not a huge thing. I mean, it's not, um, I mean, I'm only six foot four, but most surfaces and, and, and <laughs> houses and stuff yeah. they're built for shorter people. Sure, so, sure. Um, especially Japan, by the way. So you'd have, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, so I said earlier, my son and he's uh, three and a half months and, uh, this really came to light recently because we brought him home from the hospital. And when I was changing him, his changing table is like the perfect height for my wife, who's five foot five. And I noticed that like, a week or two after having him home, my back was hurting and it was hurting when I was changing him. And like, you know, I'd pick him up out of his crib and my my back would hurt. I was like, he's, you know, he weighed five pounds. (laughs) And it made me realize that I wasn't, 
I wasn't using good form to change him, which sounds <laughs> stupid, but no, but um, it's, yeah, 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 I was hunched over. My back was rounded. My shoulders were forward. And I was just placing a lot of weight and picking up five pounds over and over at that weird position. It was making my back sore. So mm. being more aware of that, like uh, for me, when I have to shave, you know, the sink's super low. So like trying to keep my back straight, trying to hinge at the hips, things like that. Yeah. Make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Repetitive stress, you know, uh, syndrome, if you will, you know, so like, yeah, exactly. Just, it's so interesting. Um, all right. So basically it just kind of comes down to the fact though, like if you're really, really tall, you're screwed, right? There's nothing you can do. (laughs) You're just screwed. You should just give up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Just quit. No, yeah. um, of course we're kidding. So what are yeah, some things, what can, are some suggestions? Like, for example, like some like practical things to look at uh, in terms of when we're doing our sessions and working on skills, what are some spe- specific things that we can look at that's going to help? Right. Um, so there's a couple things we can think about. You know, I like, I like assessing and figuring out what's going on and that can be really helpful for something like this. So, figuring out what you want to do, figuring out where you're currently at and figuring out what you need to do to get there. Um, it can be kind of hard if you don't have a coach. So I like having people film themselves, even if you're not sharing it with anybody, just film yourself to see, see what you're doing. And that can kind of give you an idea of what to work on. Other than that, then we can talk about uh, making sure you're at the right progression, which we talked about earlier. So if you're wanting to work on pull-ups, um, start with like a dead hang on the bar. Make sure you can do that. If you can do that, then you can work on um, starting in the, the top position. So having like a step or a box and, and coming up to the bar or a lower bar and then slowly lowering down. Then you can work on you know jumping up to the bar and slowly lowering down. Um, thinking of ways that you can make it easier to progress instead of just trying to do the full pull-up and you're just hanging at the bottom of the bar trying to pull and, and you can't get anywhere. I think that can make a big difference. Um, what about rep, taking, rep scheme, rep scheme, like, you know, sets and things like that. Like how have you yeah. adjusted those for yourself? Um, especially for skills doing uh, less reps, but more sets or less attempts. I think less attempts is better. So you're not really worried too much about reps, but doing just a few attempts, take a break, do a few attempts, take a break and spread it out over more sets. So you're, you're doing more, but you're getting those breaks in between. So you're not fatiguing as fast. Very cool. Very cool. And again, very applicable to everybody out there. So if you, I mean, you know, that's what I suggest for anything really is you know, looking at your form, making sure that you're doing it beautifully, uh, less number of repetitions, you know, and then just doing more of those particular skills that you're doing, getting more volume. Um, this is great. So just because you're tall doesn't mean that you can't do this stuff, which is wonderful. Right. So you just need to do it a little bit differently. So you just have to change up some things sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is good, man. So kind of wrap things up here again, like figure out what you want and especially look at where you're currently at. And so just because, you know, you see a workout plan out there that says that you should be doing X number of repetitions or something like that doesn't again necessarily mean or doesn't mean you should be doing them figure out what's going to be good for you and then figure out how you can get there um 
you know, you've mentioned before, you know, ankle range of motion for the squat. You might need yeah. to spend a little bit more time working on that, a uh, little bit more time possibly working on, uh, you know, your shoulders, getting your shoulders and your arms strong in order to actually be able to do handstands and just continue doing it like everything out there. You just need to work at it and be smart about it. So uh, let's finish up here with a bonus tip. Um, what's a bonus tip for, for the tall folk out there? Okay. Um, well, we kind of talked about it, but one thing I think is, is super important is, is that daily living form, you know, think about how you're interacting with your environment, thinking about how you're, how you're sitting and how you're brushing your teeth or shaving or doing the dishes and, and trying to, to get in, it's hard to say good form for doing dishes, but trying not to be like hunched forward and trying to keep your back back, uh, straight. Um, other than that, I think, uh, flexibility, flexibility is super important for, especially if you're tall. So, you know, for things like the squat, you have deeper to go. So make sure that you're working on your ankles and your hips, um, your shoulders for handstands, things like that. So prioritize, uh, flexibility and pay attention when you're doing dishes. (laughs) all right man this is really good stuff so thanks for being on uh thanks for listening everybody and we'll see you next time thanks bye-bye